Welcome back to the Tipsy Theology Podcast, episode 42. 42. <laughs> and as any Hitchhiker Guides of the Galaxy readers, watchers, viewers would know that that is the answer to <laughs> life, the universe, and everything. Kind of an interesting thing. You know, you didn't know it could be wrapped up that easily. <laughs> I should rewatch that. That's a great that's a great movie. Well, I like the show. There's like an old um like BBC version of it. It's actually really well done. <laughs> Cause reading takes too long. There's too many books to read and uh, yeah. Anyway, forty two, the answer. I thought it'd be fitting. It's the new year. Happy New Year, by the way. Um <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is my first episode being recorded in the new year, so that's kind of exciting. I think that's why I've got this nervous energy going on. Uh, but yeah, I thought it'd be interesting to talk today about the Sabbath. You know, what's the deal with the Sabbath? Uh, is that offensive? I, I don't know. So early in, already potentially offensive. <laughs> um, you know, there's a huge debate in um, some circles about like, the importance of the Sabbath and how we practice it. You know, there are some denominations built around this alone. <laughs> Everything else is the same, except they're like, no, it's, we're going to do it on Saturday. <laughs> like, all right, cool. <laughs> so I want to talk about that. You know, um, I think, you know, especially with the new year right here, this is where we get excited to do new things and um, we've got all these huge lifestyle changes that we want to make, these grand, grandiose ideas of who we want to be <laughs> and what our life is going to look like. I should keep that a surprise. <laughs> like you are, you know, anyone watching have been just flashing the drink I'm going to be having. And I was like, oh, let's keep it a little secret. <laughs> you audio listeners still have no idea what I'm talking about. You'll never know unless you unless you watch, unless you pay to watch. Um, which I think is a good experience. <laughs> you get to see my, my happy new year shirt. Um, it's got all these little like fun things on it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty neat. <laughs> anyway, um, what in the world is I talking about? <laughs> it's, this is first thing in the morning and you think I'd, be a little bit more focused and have like a better idea. I'm like, nah, we're just winging it. I wrote these notes, well, I mean, over a long time, but I went through them yesterday because I thought I was going to record last night. Ended up doing it this morning instead because I didn't want to record last night. And these are the, this is the price we all have to pay. <laughs> um, Hold on. Oh, yeah, new New Year's, new goals, new stuff. And um, for me, I don't know if it's like you guys, this is what happens to me is I get a lot of really good ideas and then I end up burning out and I get sad because I don't do it and I become probably worse than I was the year before <laughs> in some in some aspect, uh, hopefully better than others, you know. Yeah, it takes us a while to figure out what it is, but, you know, I want we want to avoid that burnout and not have to run into that all, all this. So this year... Um, I want to be more mindful myself 
about how I'm resting and what that looks like. And so I thought it would be important to talk about the Sabbath. since That's kind of the what it's all about. <laughs> it's all about resting and what that looks like in a biblical sense. So I kind of want to see how does that break down and how does that play biblically into the role? What are the implications for us today as the Bible lays out? Um, so that'd be fun. So yeah, so I want to look into first, you know, what is it? What is the Sabbath? Um, is it important? And what do we do about it? But before all of that, I'm going to need a drink. <laughs> and surprise, surprise, <laughs> we're drinking in honor of this um, very Jewish thing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's not. I just every time I hear Sabbath, I don't think about you know Protestant Christianity or uh, I guess it'd just be any kind of form of Christianity now. Any non-Jewish, any kind, any type of Christian, you know, wherever you fall into that. Anyway, um, we've got the Manischewitz. <laughs> it's spelled with a W, but I think it's supposed to be a V sound. Is that fair? Um, otherwise it'd be Manischewitz, which that doesn't sound right. They got the Manischewitz. <laughs> I don't know if I should do that accent. <laughs> I don't know. You guys let me know. <laughs> so we're drinking this today. It is, um, it's a wine, first of all. <clears throat> Did I also mention this is like 7.30 in the morning right now? <laughs> I have not eaten food. This is the first thing about to touch my lips kind of exciting actually <laughs> I feel like I'm really coming into my own <laughs> did I mention that my uh, New Year's resolution this year is to become a degenerate drunk <laughs> it's not but it's funny <laughs> um, anyway so this is uh, yeah the pa- it's kosher for Passover it's like Dang, maybe I should save this. Maybe I should drink this for Passover. Could do like a Passover episode. I should do that. That'd be kind of fun. Under strict supervision by the Union of Orthodox Jewish Congregations of America. It's kind of cool. So um, this Manischewitz is one of the most distinctive kosher wines. They follow very strict kosher guidelines, um, which makes it a favorite among those that adhere to Jewish dietary laws, like like the pickles, the kosher dill pickles. <laughs> to be honest, I don't actually really know what kosher means. Um, doesn't it have something to do with like pigs? I don't know. I'm not sure if that's the thing, but it's kind of cool. I should probably figure out what it, it actually means because I'm kind of interested at, the, at this very moment. <laughs> so it's well known, the wine, not kosher, <laughs> The wine is well known for its sweet and fruity flavor. um, This wine is often associated with Jewish-American celebrations and holidays such as Passover. That's what it says, kosher kosher for Passover. Um, Maybe that's their tagline. Kind of neat. Its sweet taste and affordability, it was really cheap. It was like $6.50, I think. And I'm probably overpaying for it. <laughs> uh, and affordability have made it a staple at many Jewish gatherings, con- contributing to its popularity and cultural importance. I think this is like, I read somewhere that there are like 
better kosher wines, or there's a lot more. But this one is just such a staple that they can't seem to get rid of it. And uh, they've been hanging on tight. I've never had kosher wine before, so I'm interested to see what this looks like. So the, the typical one is, this is Blackberry. And uh, it's kind of a cool bottle, actually, too. It's kind of neat. It reminds me of, like... It's funny because like the labeling and everything reminds me of the that uh, like sparkling grape juice. I forget the company who that's like their thing, but <laughs> yeah, it kind of reminds me of that kind of a bottle. Plus, like jam, <laughs> like a really tall like jelly jar. Um, but Concord grape, which would make it even more like jam <laughs> or more like jelly. It's got a jelly consistency look to it because it's liquid. Um, yeah, apparently the Concord grape is like the staple, but they were out, and that one was more expensive. That one was like fifteen bucks from what I saw. Um, but they had this one in cherry, and I was like, cherry might be like cough syrup. So let's go with the blackberry. Um, so we're gonna crack this open. Let's see what it's all about. Um, yeah. It smells like communion. <laughs> That's what it smells like to me. Dang, we should get this in church. <laughs> it smells really good. <laughs> this is the blood of Christ. Um, that might get me crucified right there. <laughs> I need a... You, you think I'm crazy at night. Like I, I feel like a lot of my thoughts just wander, but... No, I think, well, this is what I've said to people before. I'm self-diagnosed ADHD. Because <laughs> is anyone actually diagnosed with it? Um, and I think that's just an excuse for me to not be, uh, not have any self-discipline. <laughs> and I accept it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think what happens in the morning is my body and my brain aren't quite caught up. My brain's like, hey, we've had a lot of time of not talking. And, uh... We got some things we want to get out. <laughs> My body isn't quick enough to stop it or be like, whoa, hold, let's think about that for one second. <laughs> it just kind of spills out. So I am, I am uh, interested to try this. It literally just smells like juice. Yeah, if anyone gave this to me, I wouldn't be like, yeah, that's wine. No, it smells like communion juice. <laughs> let's see. Yeah, it's the same consistency. If someone handed this to me and said it's juice, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. It's 11% alcohol, which means it's probably going to mess you up. <laughs> I'm, You know what I'm curious about is how close this is to the wine that like ancient Israel drank. It's probably nowhere close. I'd be interested to see if like this is more of what it tasted like or if it's uh, you know something different. That'd be kind of interesting. But there's a chance that I'm Blackberry, though. Blackberry. Yeah, it's blackberry. It's kind of cool. It's very sweet and very fruity, so it's got that... Yeah, it just tastes like juice. Wow. Don't drink this on a Saturday morning. That'll mess you up. <laughs> yeah, you could drink this by mistake. Just not knowing. <laughs> That's kind of fun. That's dangerous. That's real dangerous. <laughs> this might be my Sabbath drink now. Uh, we'll get into it. Anyway, 
We've rambled and I've rambled and we've <laughs> you're over here contributing to this conversation. <laughs> this is just a madman drinking. Um, the Sabbath. What's it about? What's the Sabbath about? Um, that's a, that was a really bad impression. That was not a good Seinfeld. <laughs> um, anyway, so the Sabbath is a day, as it's been defined, <laughs> simply, and we're going to dive more into this. Um, Sabbath is a day of rest and worship that is observed in various religious traditions, most notably in Judaism and Christianity. Christianity, I would say, with like an asterisk um, around it. Um, so, because Christians typically um, observe Sunday and not Saturday, which is traditionally the Sabbath day um, or the seventh day. <laughs> and uh, Sunday is called the Lord's Day, which I actually didn't know that until recently. I didn't know there was like a name for it besides like Sunday morning service. <laughs> but there is a name for it. Um, and it does come from somewhere, which is cool. Um, so the Jewish people still observe Saturday as their day of rest and worship. Um, Sunday may be a time of worship for us, but my question is, like, do we actually rest? Um, there are some key aspects of the Sabbath. The first one, rest. <laughs> so it's the day to restore from regular, a day to rest. My gosh. Apparently I'm also dyslexic in the morning. <laughs> day to rest from regular work and labor. A time to cease from the usual activities of the week, allowing us to rejuvenate physically and spiritually. There's worship, a time for communal worship in the traditional sense from sundown on Friday until sundown on Saturday. That was the the time frame of, uh, or is the time frame of the Sabbath, um, as observed by the Jewish people. Uh, reflections and spiritual renewal, a time for spiritual reflection, prayer, and renewal, a dedicated time to focus on your relationship with God and to express gratitude. I think that's pretty cool. Um, community, typically for attending a service, sharing meals with family and friends, and taking part in community gatherings. And then observance, observance, typically there is a restraint from certain activities on this day, like cooking. Um, that's one example, <laughs> but there's a lot of things that are like considered work. So it's like, hey, don't do this um, to to respect the Sabbath day. Um, and I think honestly, I think some of that stuff is pretty cool. And I think um, there are there are things on like a, a can I say modern Christian, um, a non-Jewish Christian, <laughs> where we. We're, Christians that respect Sat Sunday, um, I think there is some some of those things that came over, but we've kind of lost some of the other aspects of it, and maybe that's just because of cultural practices. Maybe you know, I mean, going later into we're going to hop into like Romans and stuff, and I think there is some freedom within some of that of like how it looks, but I think largely it's like especially when you think about Exodus twenty, which is the Ten Commandments. Um, in the commandment of remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Um, I think there is something important about what does it mean to keep this day holy, to respect it, and, you know, why should we? So there, you know, why why is Saturday? Because that's such a, like, the for this argument. Um, why is that so important? Why is, you know, so we're going to talk about the number seven. <laughs> I'm interrupting myself. 
<laughs> so the number seven. Um, and I think I, I do want to say, because it can get kind of weird with numbers. Um, I think some people, I think sometimes we can take it too far. And there's like the whole like numerology thing. I think where it's like, hey, let, let's calm down. <laughs> um, not that there isn't anything behind that, which could be a fun episode, honestly. Um, I want to get into some weird stuff this year. Little tangent, you know. I uh, I'm gonna I have a little sneak peek in in here as well <laughs> that I want to talk about. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think I think it'd be fun. Let's talk about some really weird stuff. Um, we're here for the weird and the weird weary, <laughs> and uh, Bible's full of some weird some weird stuff. Um, yeah, but with with numbers in you know in that time, numbers were significant. Um, significant. They're used as symbols as ways to remember things as you know just how things are set up in the fabric of the universe even which we'll we'll look at here so the number 7 holds immense significance symbolizing fullness or completeness that's it, yeah rep- represents this fullness or completeness there is this really smart guy um this scholar umberto casuto um kind of cool so he found um this pattern in um, of seven of the number seven in the Genesis account of creation, and this this pattern that he found is really cool. It highlights the um, completeness of God's creation. How, yeah, how God set up the the week, how creation, how it all plays the whole story. It's really cool. So, for some examples of that, the first verse in Genesis consists of seven words. You're like, okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> and that's in the Hebrew Bible. If you actually pull it up in English, it would be like 10 words, I think. In the beginning, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> that was a guess. I guessed that. <laughs> um, but then in the, there's, in the second verse, there are 14 words. And uh, that's just a little sneak peek. <laughs> so the word God appears 35 times in the story. You're like, wait, that's not seven, but it's divisible by seven. <laughs> seven times five. I took a math class once. <laughs> and that's part of There are some of these things that are that are all divisible by seven. There's patterns of seven. Um, heaven and earth appear 21 times each. And even God saying, let there be, let there be blank, um, was... Seven times it was used, and it's really cool. <laughs> and especially when we look at the symbolism that of seven that means this completeness is that when God did it, He brought about about something that was that was finished, and that's that's the purpose of the story. And I think it's cool because it encapsulates that what God created was good. Um, it was it was um, the way He wanted it to be, um, which could dive into some other tangent questions, which are important. And we've gone into some of those before as well. Uh, and we will again. I'm sure we will. <laughs> um, so there is a second side of the number seven beyond just the, the meaning of it's um, you know, complete or something is full, but it implies the process of getting to seven of what it takes to get there. We have one, we have seven, and they're over here. And you don't just hop to it, like, oh, now we're we're here. But it's this process of going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 
um, you know, through the week, we're working through our week um, in pursuit of the seventh day where we rest um, from our work. You know, that's where our work is complete or comes to fruition um, on that seventh day. That's our, you know, a Saturday. That's like, oh, we made it. (laughs) Here we are. Um, and that's something that was that set up here biblically. And we see even the process of creation, the language that's used to describe creation and how God did it, that all is a pattern of this journey to get to the day of rest, where the seventh day where God rested for creation. Pretty cool. I think that's really cool. <laughs> um, so the fun side, a fun side note, this is a little teaser I was telling you guys about since we're talking about um, creation here is that, you know, there, there are a few um, iterations of the creation story besides just Genesis. We actually see two in Genesis. It kind of like summarizes itself again, but there are a few others. And the one that I want to talk about right now is um, Psalm 74, 12 through 17. So in this Psalm, Um, it attributes God to having first defeated sea monsters, which is like, what? (laughs) Before um, he established the order of creation, before he created everything else, that um, there was this like cosmic war that happened, I guess, where he was like chopping down sea monsters. Pretty sick, (laughs) honestly. (laughs) I think it even says like cutting off the heads of Leviathan. It's pretty sick. I don't know. There's some cool stuff. The Bible's pretty pretty cool. <laughs> um, and it's funny because I was like, I've read the Psalms numerous times, and then I finally get there and it's like, what? <laughs> I haven't seen that before. <laughs> and it just recently came to my attention. I was like, hmm, that's pretty neat. <laughs> so I wanted. That's one of those things I would love to talk more about because it's just so fascinating. You know, like creation like the first few verses of genesis are just astounding astounding i've made jokes i think probably on this podcast before too where it's like i could probably spend a year just in the first verse let alone the first few verses and i'm stupid (laughs) maybe that's why i could spend so much time there no there's just so much that's wrapped into um honestly every chapter every verse every passage in Genesis, in Exodus, the first five books of the Bible, especially, but Genesis is just amazing to me. It's like how much is packed into these things that requires a lot of work on our side to kind of unpack. And the reason it requires work on our side is because there's a lot of things written to those people at that time when it was written that they would have understood all these things. So it's like, yeah, why would I say it again? <laughs> um, you know, I don't have to because you already understand it. The significance of seven that we that we were just looking at here inside of creation story would have been obvious to them. But to us, it's not that obvious because that's, that's not our culture. That's not how we think about things. It's not how we read things. Um, you know, even like I just said, like I said earlier, it's like reading our Bible, our translation of the Bible, we would never get this pattern because it doesn't exist <laughs> in our translation. It's something that's lost inside the the translation from Hebrews to English. 
Um, so that's a cool thing that we get to we get to see. And yeah, there's there's so much cool stuff. Oh man, so cool. But <laughs> the point of me bringing the psalm up is because it it continues to establish and point to the idea that. God is the one who establishes order from chaos. He's the one who brings harmony and order out of all this craziness, all this chaos. He's the one that established it and said it's good. Um, And we can see that even, you know, that's one little piece of the significance of seven. We see in, in rest, we see that even in the year of Jubilee which is a big one. Um, you know, that's just not... Um, so the year of Jubilee, um, occurring every 50 years, it's, um, is another example of the pattern of seven. Leviticus 25 outlines um, Jubilee as an economical, cultural, and communal re- reset, emphasizing rest and freedom. That was another thing that was built into their their culture, into the way they, they lived. Um, so these patterns, this the symbolism would have been very present in day-to-day life. And I think that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's pretty neat. <laughs> but it talks about this, this, yeah, this idea of rest. is so, so wrapped up into everything and looking forward to, to seven, this pattern of getting there. And that's why I mentioned earlier, even for me this year, that, you know, I want to spend more time, a little more focus, not more time resting, but be more intentional with how I rest and how that looks. Because when you look at the significance, because I, th- I think it's impossible to argue that it was significant. Um, it does mean something. Um, it, it would be, I think it would be unfair to then ignore that and be like, yeah, it was really important, but uh, I got work to do. Because... <laughs> uh, I think that's what keeps us from from seeing good change um, on a day-to-day and a year-to-year and a month-to-month. I jumped out of order there. Basis. <laughs> you know, I think one of the other things that um, is why we struggle is because we're all hyped up on caffeine so much. <laughs> that's like the universal drug that we're like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> like, I'm not sure about some of these other things, but caffeine, lock and load. <laughs> We have signs to advertising that we do this. <laughs> and I think we overdo it um, regularly. I, I'm making this number up, but I know I'm not even going to say the number because I'm making it up. <laughs> but with um, caffeine intake, like the daily recommended amount is very low. <laughs> I think it's like a cup or two cups of coffee a day and you're like maxed. And then anything after that is... Uh, too much. And I'll tell you what, drinking like one Celsius is too much. Because <laughs> I'll be feeling that all day long. So with that, you know, I can get, I can get, I have a tendency to get overwhelmed sometimes by things. Um, and especially, especially when I'm all hyped up on caffeine, my brain's going crazy. <laughs> You know, everything's fi- everything is firing at once. It's like, how am I supposed to escape my own brain? <laughs> and you just have to like sit there and wait for your body to relax. It's like I, I can only eat so many pretzels. <laughs> Does pretzels help? I don't know if that helps with getting a come down on caffeine, but I think it does. <laughs> you know, 
you know, the reason um, I will say with coffee, um, especially, I, I like coffee. I've been learning to like it. I think it tastes good. It makes me feel good. <laughs> um, but a lot of it, yeah, is a taste thing, and I think it tastes great. And I would hate to give it up. Um, and decaf, I will say, it's like it, the flavor is different. It does change it. It does something. You know, in my intent, often when I drink like a Celsius or I drink like a coffee is let me stay awake, let me stay productive. And what ends up happening is I make myself insane <laughs> and like jittery. I think it was New Year's. Yeah, it was New Year's. Uh, I'm not used to staying up until all hours of the night anymore. <laughs> I go to bed at like 1030. What if I'm being good? <laughs> I've been thrown off a lot lately, but I had to play for a service um, on New Year's Eve. So it was like 10 to midnight. I was like, I'm not going to get home until like 1 a.m. <laughs> That's already, I've already, already been asleep for three hours by the time I go to bed. Um, so I was like, I need to stay awake somehow. I'm not a big nap guy. Um, so I drank, uh, it was a, I drank a coffee and a Celsius within like an hour of each other. And it was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. My hand started to shake. I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> I can't sit still. I was playing bass and my hand's like, <laughs> I was like, do I have rigor mortis <laughs> or like carpal tunnel or something? I was like, what is that? Not carpal tunnel. I don't remember what I'm looking for. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm just like, my arm started to cramp up because I was forcing it into this position to play. And it was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, this isn't good. This is not a way to live. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I've, I've mentioned Magic Mind here in the past, and um, it actually, it really has helped me a lot with this as, like, I want to stay focused, I want to stay, I want to I have consistent energy, because I think that's the big thing. You know, with coffee, it's like, I don't like having these huge peaks to have these huge valleys afterwards, or before. It's like, can I just be, like, good? <laughs> you know, when it's like, uh, when you start... I, I noticed this especially early on, and then it kind of benchmarks, and you don't really pay attention. But it's like when you start exercising regularly, like if you start running, um, you just start to kind of have, like, energy. You don't feel like this, but you like, I'm not here, though. I'm not, like, I'm just kind of floating right in the middle. Like, I just feel energetic. Um, it's kind of nice. It's cool. And that's that's how Magic Mind makes me feel when I, when I do have it. Um, you know, I recently ran out. So I don't have a product to show you, but I do have this lovely picture to show you. <laughs> and audio listeners, you have to believe me. It is a lovely photo. Um, yeah. It supports cognition, elevates mood, increases focus, boosts energy, decreases stress, and supports immunity. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Uh-oh. I can't read and hold this. Um yeah, I oh yeah, actually that's what I want to tell you. So um Dion was on the last episode. Um if you haven't heard it, you should. It was great. I liked it. <laughs> um, and I gave him a box of it and he crushed it. He crushed the box, <laughs> every bottle. And uh he he loved it. He's just like, dude, I noticed a difference. So he's a dad as well. Um and I, I don't know if we talked about that, but uh, he mentions, you know, like right around like three o'clock, you know, you get that dip in energy and then, you know, he has like some food or has some coffee or something like that. It wakes him up a little bit and he gets home and he's kind of like, I'm pretty tired <laughs> again. Um, 
But when he when he was taking Magic Man when he had it, it he was like, I don't have that three o'clock dip, and I can still go home and play with my daughter. And I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, it's kind of a cheat code, I think. It's like if um, Adderall was good for you. <laughs> I don't know much about drugs, but uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's like it's it's like the healthy alternative <laughs> where you still have the energy you need, but you don't have to um, buy it from your friend. <laughs> you can buy it from an actual um, company <laughs> that can legally sell it to you. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was funny. So, because um, Magic Mind says, you know, it usually takes, uh, try it for like three days because it usually takes about that long to feel something. And Dion's like, yeah, I didn't feel anything the first like two to three days, but then I did. And I was like, you know, they say that. <laughs> That's an actual thing. Like, it's not just you. So I thought that was kind of fun. It was a little, it was a cool little tie in. Um, now, I don't know if it's kosher. I can't say that, but I know they're not putting like pig's hooves in it. <laughs> that makes you feel better. There is lion mane, lion's mane though. Yeah, I don't. Oh, that's a mushroom. <laughs> that's cool. Lion's mane's a pretty sick sounding mushroom. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty cool. It's like a little, uh, little Lion King action. Um, well, anyway, you know, I love it. I think you're going to love it. The American people are going to love it. <laughs> I think you guys I think you guys should give it a try. You know, go get yourself a box. Give it a try. I I've been talking it up here <laughs> for a little while, and I think it's great. I honestly, yeah, I love it. The American people love it. <laughs> but I'm not good at impressions first thing in the morning, or maybe ever, probably ever. <laughs> but right now is the best time to get it. Um, you know, you're motivated to get stuff done. It's the new year and we want to get stuff done and this helps you get stuff done. <laughs> it, it'll help you get stuff done. Um, you know, only this January, only this January, listen tight. Um, you get one month for free. F R E E. When you sub, when you're subscribed for three months at, do like a three month subscription there. Um, at you ready for this? HTTPS colon slash slash. I don't know if it's forward or if it leans forward. I think that's a forward slash. www. That's the important part. Magic mind. M A G I C M I N D dot com <laughs> slash. Close. Listen close. Capital J, capital A, capital N, Jan, Tipsy Theology. You know how to spell that because you found the show. In my code, Theology20, T-H-E-O-L-O-G-Y-2-0. It's an extra 20% off, so you better not forget that, <laughs> that code. <laughs> and that, that basically gets you 75% off for you know, all, of this, all of this jazz that we're talking about here. Now, this only lasts until the end of January, so you better hurry up. Show me some love. By showing them some love, it shows you some love. Now, that, 
That's pretty lovely. <laughs> that was lovely. <laughs> uh, so, I think it's fair to say, going back to the Sabbath, that it is significant, <laughs> and we should pay attention to it. Um, I think it's easy for us to look at the Old Testament with the same view as the Pharisees. However, Jesus demonstrated something that is very different. That that's a thing that I, I've noticed a lot with um, with Christians is that we tend to view the New Testament, and the Old Testament, differently. Um, we view them in different lights, and I don't think that's fair to do. I think what we need to do is look at it the way it's intended to be. <laughs> if we believe that the, the Trinity is in communion, God doesn't contradict Himself, <laughs> then we should we should view the Old Testament the same way as we do the New Testament. Um, because it's from the same guy, <laughs> not the same writer, but the same big man is behind it all. Um, and that's significant. And if we, yeah, we need, to, we need to view it. I think we need to view it the way it is. I think often we can look at it as, as like a letter. This is the letter of it. Um, and then we look at the New Testament like, oh, freedom. <laughs> but it's like there is freedom in both. It just, it did look a little bit different for sure because um, we're talking about pre um, Jesus's death and resurrection versus post. Um, but they're not exclusive of each other. They both, they both are important to us and they're both something we should pay attention to. And we see that with Jesus, he demonstrated that he himself was not here to repeal the law or to get rid of it. He's like, yeah, toss that out the window. But he demonstrated and showed us that um, showed us how to look at the law um, that in a lot of ways a little bit more difficult, a lot more difficult. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, we look at uh, do not murder, for example. One of the, you know, classic, <laughs> classic Ten Commandments. <laughs> well, you know, as Jordan Peterson himself may ask, you know, what does murder mean? <laughs> I think that one was a little bit better. <laughs> I'm just not killing it with these impressions. <laughs> but I won't stop. I can't seem to quit. <laughs> That's my addiction. <laughs> um, you know, Jesus said, to hate, to have hate in your heart for your brother is to commit murder. That's a Paula phrase of it, my version of it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, it seems as though, and that's one example out of many, that um, there is a spirit of the law that it, we need to consider beyond just the letter of it. You know, we need to look at what what is what is he trying to say behind it versus what exactly did he say. Some people might scoff at that. Fair enough. <laughs> but what it's like he's saying, do not murder. It's like, yes, don't do that. But what does that mean? <laughs> It, it goes beyond just actually killing somebody, but also, um, you know, hating somebody. Um, so it's, it's a lot more dangerous. And that's where it's great that we do have the Holy Spirit to help us in that to see where those lines are and to help point us in that direction of the spirit of the law <laughs> so that we are being continually... Um, on this process of sanctification, we're continually being um, moving in a, in, a, in a positive direction toward becoming more Christ-like. I think that's a resolution that we can stand behind. 
<laughs> so the Lord's Day, I mentioned that earlier. Um, in the early church, <clears throat> there is, is this making me, my throat? <laughs> I drank more. That's what I did. I was like, oh, is this making my, some, my throat a little phlegmy? I was like, let me try some more to see. <laughs> uh, I have problems. Pray for me, please. <laughs> in the early church, um, there is a shift from this very strict um, Sabbath observ- observance to a focus on the person of Jesus Christ. You know, ma- many Christian denominations believe that with the resurrection of Jesus on Sunday, a new uh, a new day of worship and celebration began, often referred to as the Lord's Day, and that. Um, I think it was Revelation, um, is the, like, I think the only time where it's referred to is that, but there's no elaboration. I think it's Revelation, where he said, talking about how he was, like, in prayer on the Lord's Day or something. Um, Probably should have had that written down. (laughs) Um, And I think that's the only time we see that concept, and it's not elaborated on, so it's, like, it's probably something that they would have known about. The people he's writing to would have been like, oh, yeah, of course, the Lord's Day. Um, and it looks like that was probably, there was a shift to do that on Sunday because, um, there's a belief, I think it's true. I, 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 I'm at this place now where I can't just trust anything. (laughs) And I'm like, is it though? Is it though? You sure about that? (laughs) But, uh, Jesus being, um, (laughs) raised from the dead on Sunday, (laughs) Which actually I don't think is controversial at all. I think that historically is what happened. <laughs> but I'm just like, mm, let me let me do some research on that first before I just say that out loud. <laughs> I'm gonna say some dumb things out loud. I have. I don't know what stops me. But yet Jesus being raised from the dead on Sunday, um, and that was uh, the switch from Saturday to Sunday was a switch to say, hey, let's rejoice in the resurrection of Jesus on Sunday, the day that it happened, versus the traditional rest day that we had on on, um, Saturday, the Sabbath day. Um, And so part of this is we look at Romans 14, 5 through 6, and actually let me pull this one up. Um, Yeah, Paul, Paul talks about here the observance of days and seemingly allows for more freedom within it. So let's go ahead and read it. So 14, 5 through 6, Paul writes, One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced, convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in the honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in the honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God, while the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. There's a lot of freedom that he opens up there, but the big the big takeaway from that is that we're doing it for the Lord. That's that's the important thing. That there is a time, there is a day that we are doing or in terms of eating, eating or abstaining from in honor of the Lord, that we are convinced um of that. That goes to, you know, personal conviction. That's what that's what he's talking about here. <laughs> and uh it was conviction for many of the early church and continues to this day for many denominations that we observe Sunday um, as the day for communal worship and rejoicing in what the Lord has done. Um, 
So the question for me comes down to what is the Sabbath really about? You know, if we're if we're breaking this down to where you don't have to be very to the letter of the law, it's like, okay, so then that matters like the spirit of it. What is the Sabbath about? What you know, what is that? Is it about the day? You know, it, it's it it'd be unfair for me to say that there's no historical or cultural significance to the Sabbath. Oh man, coughing. That was not a cough. <laughs> It was a hiccup. <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> if anyone can answer that, I will pay you money. <laughs> That's called therapy. I just had a breakthrough. <laughs> we learn a lot on this show. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um... Yes. <laughs> there is importance to it being on the seventh. <laughs> but as we see t- for this, the point isn't that it's on the seventh day. The point is, what are you doing on the seventh day? That's what I see. <laughs> so the actual day matters less than the practice. And I think, I think part of that we see is what can happen is we stick very strictly to just the letter and, and understand that this isn't, uh, I'm not saying let's be free to do whatever we want, <laughs> because there are things, there are things that we're called to stick to, but it's it goes further. I think we tend to, when we hear, yeah, you don't have to follow the letter of the law, we're like, cool, we can do less. <laughs> it's like, no, actually, there's more. <laughs> that means it got broader, it didn't get narrower. Um, yeah, it's beyond just, don't actually stab someone in the back with a knife or the front. You know, be a man. If you're going to stab someone, <laughs> don't do it in the back. <laughs> but let's um, let's go beyond just the physical act of it. And the you know what leads you to, it's like, well, anger. So being angry with someone is, in, a, in the, the way Jesus outlines it, is the same as killing somebody. It's like, oh, shoot. Let's be careful with the, our thoughts and our words toward others. <laughs> Oh, I don't have to keep this a secret anymore. There's the man of shit that's been hiding it from you. Um, <clears throat> now you guys can see the label. It's got a little star on it. Pretty neat. <laughs> um, so I, I think with that, when we stick very strictly to the 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 letter of the law, as we see the Pharisees do, and uh, and the like, <laughs> we we tend to become more very legalistic. And we're not doing things out of the love of God, or not doing things out of the love of God, doing or not doing, but we're doing it because that's just what this thing says. Um, there's no conviction behind what I'm doing. You know, um, why do I why do I give um, a tithe to the church? Well, I give out of conviction, not because I can read and says you have to. It's like, well, yeah, I I do. Like I should I should give. But I'm also doing it because I'm convicted to do this. The thing is, like, I don't have to do anything. (laughs) When we really think about it, it's like, you don't have to do anything. But I want to do it. And that goes from a conviction of Scripture, conviction of the Holy Spirit, of, like, I want to honor the Lord with my life and the things that I have. So I'm going to do this. And there's outlines. There are things in here that this isn't the Bible. (laughs) I don't have a Bible here. I was gonna pick this. <laughs> That's not the Bible. That's a dangerous message. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's like it, it gives us a guideline of what the Lord expects. Um, and then we get to follow that with the Holy Spirit to help us say what practically does that look like for us and to what end does that does that go? And I think there are things, obviously, that are very strict. It's like, yes, it says this, and this is what it means. <laughs> and there are other things where it's like, um, it means more than that. <laughs> it plays a little bit different. Um, so I think with the Sabbath, like communion, um, one of the big things is remembering. It's, it's, it's about remembering and setting aside time for rest. Communion is not a time for rest, but it symbolizes, the Sabbath symbolizes that as communion symbolizes um, the blood body of Jesus and, and what he did. Um, it is also a way for us to be reminded of our final rest, which Hebrews 4, 8 through 13 talks about. You know, rest does not mean, when we talk about that, what is practically, what is what is resting? Because um, I think that's a word that kind of gets tossed around a lot. And it's beyond just like, let's just veg out on the couch. Let's just lay down and just like, stare at a, a wall. <laughs> um, it, it, it's it's not that. It, it's more than that. It means to do the things that recharge and things that energize you. I'm sorry, vegging out on the couch is what energizes you. <laughs> it doesn't energize me. <laughs> to put it simply, you know, rest doesn't mean idleness. Um, engage in activities that recharge and energize you. You know, some activities could be like, if you love hosting, have some friends over, host a party. It could be a small party, it could be a big party. You don't have to do it all the time. You know, it could be listening to a really good album. It could be going for a walk. It could be fishing. It could be playing video games. You know, it could be a, a really good cup of coffee or a bad cup of coffee. <laughs> you know, baking uh, or enjoying your favorite drink. If you love this kosher Vanishevich, I need to stop that. I can't. I can't quit. <laughs> Tastes like juice. I can't get over it. I feel like I'm taking communion right now. <laughs> it's good, though. I can see why it's a favorite. It's naughty juice. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <clears throat> balancing leisure uh, with spiritual activities, like reading psalms, praying, and reflecting on blessings, are things that we can look at <clears throat> inside of practically... What does observing the Sabbath mean? <clears throat> oh, man, I'm so sorry. <coughs> you know, when we look at Exodus and the way it outlined... Let me, let me pull this up. <clears throat> As I'm literally dying. Man. <clears throat> I don't know what just happened. Maybe I shouldn't be saying what I'm saying. <laughs> um, the Ten Commandments. Oh. I went too far. I went to coveting. <laughs> That's an interesting one, too. Um, <clears throat> man, remember, this is verse 8 in chapter 20 of Exodus. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or, your so or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. And so <clears throat> we, we, are, we are 
in that commandment, we're commanded to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, to abstain from the the regular regularness of our week. There's six days where we work, but that seventh day where we say, let's let's step back from <clears throat> from our work and let's rejoice in the Lord. It is a day for the Lord and a day for rest. So I think that's why um, when we do look at it, practically speaking, because I, 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 for me, I think the Sabbath is important, and I think it's something that we need to recognize and we need to participate in even. Um, whether that's a Saturday, whether that's a Sunday, if you're a pastor or someone who serves often at church, you can be like, yes, Sunday is not really a restful day for me. <laughs> or if you like to do a lot of overtime. It's like, don't. <laughs> you need that time away from that to remember why, you know, what am I looking forward to? Let's take a day. It's a long time. A day is a long time. And it's tough at first. I struggle with it, definitely, because I I'm, can be a workaholic sometimes. Um, we, need that, we need that time to step back and say, this is a day for the Lord and a day for me to enjoy the blessings that he has given me. And let's take that time to, to reflect on those things, to embrace those things, to enjoy those things. Um, I'm also I'm, I can be a, I can be a saver and a collector, <laughs> and so for me it, it's one of those it's one of those days as I've as I've tried to start implementing this into my life um, more intentionally is let me grab the really expensive bottle that I've been hanging on to like a drink because that that makes me feel good <laughs> I, that's that is something that i i do i do enjoy sometimes um you know because of the podcast it's like let me let me pick a really good album that i love or something i've always wanted to listen to let me hit play let me pour a little glass of the stuff that i would you know <laughs> holding on as tightly as i can like i don't want to waste it <laughs> it's not wasted you know maybe i make a really good meal and it's like let's Watch, I love cringe movies. Let's watch a cringe movie. Let's just sit down, let's watch it, let's eat this meal, and let's just enjoy it because it's a blessing. And you need that time to really just embrace those things and enjoy those things. Because if you don't take the time to do that, when are you ever going to do it? Probably never. Um, but also equally as important is let's take, let's take some time. Let's read, a, let's read a psalm. Let's pray. Let's you know read a passage out of the Bible and just say, Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I think all of that is is important. And for us to do it on a weekly basis, man, that's just incredible to, to have that intentional time. Now, the thing about it, and this is where I think there is freedom and there should be freedom, is because everyone's lives are different. My life, my schedule is not the same as a lot of people. And I'm sure there are people out there that run some crazy schedules. Um, and it would be unfair to say, oh, you can only do this on Saturday. And you're like, yeah, that's my primary work day. <laughs> I think about, um, you know, people that are in entertainment, for example, or even people that work at church. It's like if Saturday or Sunday is your Sabbath day, it's like, well, you kind of cheated. <laughs> if you can't celebrate it on any other day besides that day, you either have to change your life or you're just missing out. And I think I don't think that's fair. Um, I think what's fair is in your schedule. You know what's your what's your seventh day? What's your first day? Um, because there's that break typically in between. 
in that break, let's enjoy, let's take that time. I think we need to keep that holy. Let's honor let's honor the commandment that was given to us to remember that day, because um, it is a it's a blessing for us to reflect um, and to keep from burnout. Honestly, that's like the other big thing. It's like if we're gonna think about it practically speaking. Not only are you gonna be closer to the Lord by taking that intentional time of a day to say, hey, I'm going to block out these couple hours during this day and pray and thank God and read. should be doing that every day, but we're just, this is an elongated time. Um, I think that's, I think that's a beautiful thing. And for us to, to not, to step away from work. You know, there's a subconscious thing that I think plays a big role in this too. I think about that when I'm, when I'm learning music or learning anything, I guess. I think about it particularly with music is I'm learning a piece, and I'm like, man, this is really hard. <laughs> I remember that, you know, growing up practicing piano, it's just like, man, I can't do this. I can't play it. And it's really hard. I go over it for hours and hours, and I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I can't. I'm, I'm, I'll come back to it later. Well, a day goes by. Maybe two days goes by. I wasn't great at practicing all the time. <laughs> um, and I would come back and play it perfectly and be like, what happened? And it was that rest. It was that time away where my subconscious was able to like figure it out, <laughs> put it away. That time where my body just had time to re- relax, restore itself. Those that work out a lot, you know how important your rest days are. Equally as important as the days you're at the gym working out, doing a really solid workout. Um, and those can't be neglected. It's the same with our regular office job or our painting job, whatever it is, whatever you're doing. You need that time away from that to rest from those normal activities and say, today's not the day. I'm going to turn, put on Do Not Disturb from everyone from work. No one's contacting me today. <laughs> <laughs> because today is my day to rest. You can't. You're not going to get a hold of me. Maybe turn your phone off. I do that sometimes. I definitely turn my phone off sometimes. I put in, do not disturb all day because I don't want anyone talking to me. Um, like I need time to to restore here, to rejuvenate. <laughs> and without that, I get I get really heady. I get really anxious in my mind. I get overwhelmed too quickly. Nothing's making sense, and it's just like ah. you need that time. And the Lord knows we need that time, <laughs> which is why he established a day for us to, to rest and to enjoy our community. That's the other thing. You know, I live in Lakeland, Florida, and sometimes it's funny. I sit, I'm at home, I'm like, am I really enjoying my city? Um, and we need those times to be like, I'm going to go out and enjoy where I live. Maybe you don't enjoy where you live. Consider moving <laughs> if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> move somewhere you enjoy being because we need that time to say let me let me see what's going on in my community and let's just go enjoy it let's go for a walk let's go to a restaurant i don't go to or one that i love going to and let's just go and enjoy it that's my that's my call to action here <laughs> that's for me that's what i'm calling myself to this year is um yeah let's let's avoid that burnout let's avoid that you know massive impossible lifestyle changes without actually changing anything else. Um, it's like, yes, my normal life plus this. <laughs> it doesn't work. I'm sorry. Maybe it works for you. you got to be very dedicated. <laughs> um, so in 2024, 
I what my goal is, and I, I I would encourage you to consider it as well, is to let's be let's let's take the time to rest. Let's take the time. Let's pick a day that works for our schedule, a day, um, to say, I'm not doing any work today. <laughs> um, I'm doing any of my regular work. Let me say that. Because there are things where it's like, do you have a passion project that you're working on? Work on that. That's your day if it energizes you. You have a new skill that you want to learn. You have a hobby. That's your day to do it. Um, you like burning candles? Burn a candle that day. <laughs> but take that time to rest and to rejoice in what the Lord has done for you and what he, what he is doing, what he has done, and what he will do. Um, yeah, I think that's good. You know, we have a tendency coming off of the holidays to have just this overcommitment mentality because <laughs> we've had it's like coming off of a vacation where you know you have this time off where you're out of your normal schedule and you get to establish something new maybe it's like oh i walk 10 miles every day on my vacation it's like that's great <laughs> i should do this every day at home it's like yeah but you have a normal life that you need to adjust to to make that work you're like oh shoot well <laughs> not doing it <laughs> maybe i don't know but we need to be mindful of that and know who we are and how we operate um, to work well within that. So I hope this was helpful for you. It was really helpful for me, and um, especially looking at 2024. Um, I've got a lot of big goals, especially for the podcast. There's a lot that I want to do. I want this to continue to grow, and um, I've loved the growth we had over 2023. You guys are amazing. Um, loved all the feedback that I've gotten from you guys and the responses. It's just been very encouraging to me and, uh, and beneficial for you guys as well, which I love hearing that. You know, I, my goal always with the show is I want to have honest conversations about the Bible, honest conversations about life. Because <laughs> like it says in our intro, life's confusing. I'm not going to lie to you about that. Life, pretty wacko. <laughs> the Bible, a little wacko too. <laughs> There's some weird stuff going on around us. And so let's let's remove a lot of that clutter that gets in the way. And let's just have an honest conversation about it. That's what I want us to do. That's what I want us to continue to do. And that includes you guys. You know, this isn't just me up here just bah, 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 bah. I want to hear from you guys. I love hearing from you guys. Um, other people that I talk to love hearing from them as well. You know, let's, let's take that time. Let's enjoy that. Um, so check me out, Instagram, hit me up, tipsy theology, underscore theology. <laughs> I forgot what the handle was. Tipsy underscore theology. That's the one. <laughs> There's going to be a link in the description too, in case I butcher that. <laughs> and for everything we talked about today, um, there's going to be a link in those descriptions so you can check that out. Um, we got a Patreon as well. Check that out. It's pretty cool. Um, there's going to be a link in the description if you want to support the show. Um, also some goodies for you guys. Um, so, yeah, I want to see a lot of growth, um, and I want you guys to be part of that. And with that comes mindful rest. And, uh, yeah. And I'll talk to you guys hopefully sooner rather than later.